You're tuned into The Flow Suite, a podcast about rising from the tough stuff and taking back your life. I'm Kristen Cho, and I know what it's like to believe you have failed so badly that you're officially out of time, ideas, and support. I also know what it feels like to finally shut that shit down. Because it's never too late. Creativity is infinite, and you just gained another super fan. Life gets wild when you're working against your flow. That's why I'm here to help you face everything that holds you back so you can take that first step out of hell and reclaim your life. Let's get to it. Welcome back to the Flow Suite. I'm so glad you're here. Today we're talking about being who you are in the presence of people who simply do not understand or going your own way when everyone says it's either wrong or they're just trying to tell you their way's better, and um, or they just have a lot to say. Um, essentially, it's about showing up as your full self when no one else really understands that or aligns, and the importance of that and how we really can get through this life experience as the unique individuals that we are. Um, this came to me because I am currently going through this, and my short time of really owning uh, the truest parts of me, the way that I prefer to go through the rest of my years on this earth and this human experience, I am finding a lot of pushback for lots of different reasons. And it has become a daily practice to show up for myself, to own who I am, to embrace the things that I've been through and chosen and lived out that I no longer want to. And so I need to course correct and go in a different, you know, on a different path. And it has become a difficult thing to manage that, but it is getting easier. It is becoming more routine to stand in the tension and deliberate and, um, try to practice uh, seeing other sides and taking criticism and receiving feedback and then walking away in gratitude, still choosing yourself in the end. This is something that we're all going to go through um, at different times in our life and I think the quality of that experience is largely determined by just how well we come to know and trust who we are. So If you know anything about me, you know that I have lived my entire life very detached from my truest self. There have been glimpses of alignment, and in those times I have felt very good. I have practiced a life that is very um, positive and life-giving to others, um, encouraging. But then there were times when I was out of alignment so badly that I was fooled into thinking that the choices I made were what I really wanted, um, that, that were what I truly wanted to do. And there's a difference between choosing from our own volition and because we can and also choosing what is truly right for us. They are completely different things. We can make a choice that deep down we really know is bad for us. And so so I lived a lot of my life, most of my life, teetering between these two versions of like um, misalignment. And now that I'm moving into a mind space and a soul space of wanting to be more connected, it is proving so difficult, guys. And so I want to extend encouragement to you um, in the form of a process that I'm using on the daily to keep me on track. And I hope that it can serve you. So how this came about was just having a tough discussion with someone I care about so much and that I really want them to 
embrace who I am, okay? But they have known me my entire, uh, well, our entire time we've known each other has been this broken and misaligned version of me. And so I am personally in my shift and they are personally still within their own realm of knowledge. There are some parts of me that they can see on the outside, but no one knows what's happening inside but you. And we all know that we have to change there first. And so the road to our transformation is so lonely in the beginning because it really is just ourselves and even if we break open to other people, no one can fully know what we're going through. But that does not mean that we are without support. We really can go within, reconnect with our highest self, and just trust that process as long as we are moving forward like in alignment with what we really, truly want, okay? And um, I always want to remind you, like I am not coming from a place of expertise. You know, I have not mastered this. I am not on a mountaintop yelling to you the 10 point foolproof plan for fixing your life. If anything, I'm still climbing out of the hole with a lot of people. I'm just simply one or two steps ahead. Okay. I'm kind of in the, this is how I'm doing it. Maybe you can try it too and see if it works. And if it doesn't, we just wish wish peace upon each other and we keep on going. Okay. So with that, I'm going to break this down. The discussion happened, things get a little heated, and it wasn't that we were disagreeing, but it is because deep down, I know I am shifting. It's like putting on a new pair of shoes and they're not fully broken in yet, and you're just realizing that it's going to take a little more you know, mileage before things fit like a glove. And so in this process, you know, when we came out of the discussion and we made our amends at that level, deep down I had work to do because the old version of me, the broken scarcity mindset, you know, um, victim mindset, uh, self-abandonment mindset would think, well, you're trash. They don't understand you because you're not smart. Um, You're not worthy if you don't have their approval. Why don't you just agree with them so that you can have peace in your life? And these are not the right directions. (laughs) These will take me further from myself than anything. And so I had to find a way to come back to me and appreciate who I am and love myself and hold myself, be my own best advocate, but also not harbor resentment because that's something I would have done. I don't want to hold that anger and that resentment. I want to move through it. I want to transmute it. I want to make it something I can actually work with. All right. So I have a four step kind of um, like space that I, I want to create. It's like a square breathing effort, if you will. If you've ever done square breathing to get out of a panic attack or to come down from like a, a hyper state, it's an inhale, a hold, an exhale, and a hold. I've seen it done with a four count, an eight count. So I think it's just the process of breathing and holding and exhaling and holding in an equal pace And it just regulates the system and kind of brings you down, all right? To like back, I don't mean bring you down, but like it brings you like down from from the chaotic, from the the extra. And I use this to do that in a way. So it's four steps. The first is to come home to myself. I just come, no matter what happens on the outside, no matter what anyone says about me, 
no matter how I feel, someone is thinking about me because we tell our, we tell all the stories to ourselves. We know everyone's thoughts, right? <laughs> we, we walk away from interactions like, well, they think this or they know that when we really don't know anything about anybody. So instead of doing that and leaving all of my, my energies out attached to this other person or attached to this conversation, attached to that, that tension, I brought it all back in. I brought it home. That's the core of me. Home is where my best self lives. Home is where my big sister lives. She's the one that keeps me in check. She's the one that's like, girl, you know, that's not right. <laughs> you know, we can't do that. She's the one I haven't listened to my whole life. She's the one I, she's the one that drives my ship now. Okay. Home. She is home. And I just go there and I bring all those things there. This is a safe place to go. Now, a lot of times, unless what you're bringing in is, has been filtered through your truth, has been filtered through what is correct and accurate about you and the experience, you could bring home some trash. So you got to do some cleaning. And this is where like the process kind of starts with the end of the cycle before it. But since we're going to start fresh... Simply coming back into your presence and yourself is the great first step. No matter what you're bringing, just get home. Just come back inward. And don't leave any parts of your energy with anybody else. And this restores your power. This restores your agency. This reminds you that you are held. That you're not alone. If all you ever do is think about the parts of you that are left with other people, of course you're going to feel incomplete and alone. But when you bring it all back, the good, the bad, the ugly, no matter what, you then can take stock and work with it, okay? And there's a lot of work that happens in this phase, and I'll go into that in another another episode, but this is the process of finding your flow, is ensuring that when you come home, you know what to do with everything you bring home. But for the sake of this, we're just going to say, like, just get yourself home, okay? Because the second part is to then go back out <laughs> and make the next right move. Make the next right move that gets you back on track to your highest self, so if we want to use the picture of like venturing out, like I always envision myself, my home, my safe space, my wholeness is like this sweet little cabin in a meadow and um, it's beautiful and there's sun and flowers and, and purity and good and it's peaceful and I'm safe. And then when I go out and I have to break through the woods and go into like the outer world, this is where I encounter the tension and the pushback and disagreements and whatnot. And then I've got to come back. And I've got to reconnect. And then I go back out again. But like I choose to always take the the roads out that put me on track to achieving that which I believe I was here to do. Um, it keeps me on track towards my deepest rooted desires, my, my best intentions, my highest self. I haven't always done that. So the path I'm paving out right now, like like beating out with each fresh like venture, all right, this is the next right step. This is making the next right move. You just, when you decide you're going to put yourself out there, you just decide like this next thing is the right thing. It could be making a phone call that you've been putting off because it's going repl- to put you back into a place of authenticity and connection and communication. It could be saying sorry when you know you've done something wrong because that's keeping you attached to your integrity. It could be apologizing like when you know that you have cut somebody's um, agency off by asserting that your way is better. Like there are so many ways that we can humble ourselves and understand like that was a growth moment. So we go get our growth. 
right? That is a step in the right direction. Um, Another step can simply be speaking your truth when you normally would have been really quiet about it. So whatever it takes for you to make a move that keeps you on path towards your highest self, that is the second part of this. So you come home, you reconnect, you go through the, the find your flow process, and then you make your next right step. All right, and then the next part, <laughs> because this is inevitable, you embrace the response of the world around you. And now I'm not saying accept it. I'm not even saying you have to receive it. To accept and to receive, in my opinion, mean that you take it in and it becomes a part of you. Um, to receive something is that you're agreeing to take it in and make it part of your reality. And you're like, yeah, I'll believe that. Or I will indulge in this. Um, you don't have to do that, but you can embrace it. A lot of times my embracing is mistaken for accepting and believing and receiving when really what I'm trying to do is just stand in the tension. And I've been like this in so many paths of life. Like even when I was heavy in my faith, I could always stand in the trenches with the people who still had questions about religion and those who were devout. I could hang in the middle there. And um, it's often been misunderstood by people. So no different. And it's really funny because it's it's not changed. Um, even though my beliefs have changed, like who I am and how I process the things in the like on each side is is not changed. I'm still like a very much down the middle um, person when it comes to just seeing what's happening and looking at the interactions between um, the opposing forces. Okay, so I embrace the response. I understand that not everyone, hardly anyone, is going to understand me, and I completely understand and accept that not everyone agrees. So I never walk into it thinking I'm going to be like a mind changer, you know, or, um, you know, a opinion creator. I just simply accept that me showing up in my wholeness and my fullness and my truth is going to elicit responses from people. Some will be good. Some will be uncomfortable. Some will be downright rude, but I will embrace them all as the human experience. And it, I will embrace it as what happens when you simply go out and just show up not good or bad. It just is what it is. And it's, it's a really, it's tough in the very beginning. Um, because I think on the heels of when you've hit failure and rock bottom, like you want approval, you need people to like help lift you up. And it's a legit pulling yourself up by your bootstraps to have to be the only one that believes in you for a little bit and to be the only one that agrees with you for a little bit. So simply embracing um, things as neither good or bad, just what they are, is a way to really healthily get through the act of learning to show up and understanding that the response isn't always going to be optimal. And then the next thing is to practice good energetic hygiene um, or cleanse your energy. And in short, basically balance your checkbook, like balance your energy account. Make sure that what comes in and goes out is 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 balanced. Every It's not meaning get it to zero. You want to be in the positive in the sense. You want to have a lot of positive. You want to feel good. You want to be on track to being able to, gosh, show up from your highest, most truest. Now, we're not going to have days where we're always on fire, but we don't want to go into depletion mode. We do not want to get so low that we are in self-sabotage again, where we are in um, at risk of um, falling into scarcity mindset or victim mindset again, okay? Because those lead to the bad 
choices. Those lead to the poor habits. Those lead to like our default systems. We don't want to do that. We want to stay in active creation mode. And that requires us to be in a high energy. So cleansing your energy, practicing a good energetic hygiene means once you have ventured out and given the world what you've got and then embraced what comes back, you go home, you go inside, you process where you are, whatever the case, you balance it out. Maybe you have to weigh the differences like I created this thing for my business or for my work or just for my family, wherever the case, you've put a piece of you out there and you did not get a good response, but you reconcile it inside. Maybe you play good music that reminds you of your big vision. Maybe you burn an incense or you use an oil or a fragrance that helps cultivate feelings of peace and comfort and wholeness. Maybe you take a bath, shower, dude, water for your energy field is magic. Maybe you make a cup of tea. Maybe you have like a ceremonial um, tea break in the middle of your day where you just intentionally create a tonic or an elixir for yourself that can help you cleanse from the inside out. And as you sip it, as you prepare it and sip it, you visualize the cleansing of your energy field. Whatever it takes for you to connect to the vision of you remaining whole in the face of adversity, that's the most important thing. Whatever it looks like, if it works for you, it's correct, okay? So you literally practice some energetic hygiene. And then that's number four. This is where it connects to the next cycle. That's where you go home. So a lot of times you should shake all this off at the door, the proverbial door to your home. You should be cleansing. And then when you go inside, you're bringing the good back in. You think about our house, you know, we kick off dirty shoes, we shake off snow pants, we leave dirty things outside, we prepare and clean them off before we bring them in. But a lot of times, right when you move in, you just got to bring in the shitty boxes, okay? So (laughs) that first round is going to be a little messy. But once you get to the end, once you get to that last like step, you cleanse, you balance, you equalize, you get yourself in high energy mode, you get yourself back into that most closest to your highest state and then that's where you go home that's what you go home with and taking that home just amplifies that space it allows it to expand and now you can hold even more of that now when you go out you have more to take with you and when you put yourself out there you have more energy with which to embrace the responses you're going to get and when they come in you are more um adept in like doing your energy cleansing, keeping up with your energetic hygiene. It becomes second nature. And then you go within with the good and it's better than the time before. And then you expand and then you have more to go out with. And the cycle continues and you're closer and closer to your highest self. And it seems so simple when you break it down or maybe you're like, what the hell is she talking about? Either way, (laughs) There is no question that when you cultivate a mindset that has decided, I am moving forward no matter what, it's not a matter of if, but how. It's not a matter of if, but just when. Like it's gonna happen and it's gonna happen like as long as I keep on going. So this process here, this like square energy breathing of sorts is my cycle for the how, all right? And the when is just in progress. And I hope that if nothing else, this reminds you 
that when you feel like you have absolutely no control over anything else, you still have control of your own self and that vibe in you that keeps you showing up. Now, this doesn't, this isn't for me to say like I'm all fired up and I can go fight again. (laughs) I don't want to have those kind of conversations where they result in tension, but the fact is that's where we are in life. But this is simply to keep you operating from a mental, soul, spiritual space that just promotes growth for you and also helps you just be in the world around you, both as your own unique and powerful self, but also as a healthy contributor contributor to society in general. And no one's ever going to be perfect with this, but as long as we're all striving to do a little bit better every day, I think that's pretty darn good. <laughs> that's progress. The, the hardest part for me personally, and perhaps you know this place too, is feeling that I don't have the approval of other people. And what's so strange about that is it started when I was young and it turned into chronic people-pleasing throughout my life. And the strange part, and I've learned this from from the psychologies, uh, you know, that have <laughs> the psychologies, like the psychology of it and like the, the research and the stories that have come out that in the act of people pleasing, you know, you become resentful when things don't go your way. And then you kind of act out so that you feel in control. And then you, the cycle continues. You realize like you're not getting what you want and you go back into people pleasing mode. And it's a really strange thing. And um, the misconception is that when you are doing what you, quote unquote, doing what you want, um, you're not really, this is back to my, my early statement about doing what we want on the surface is not really indicative of our true desires at the core. Sometimes it's just simply doing what we want because we are seeking control. But that doesn't always mean that what you're doing is is reflective of who you are and who you truly want to be in this world, in this lifetime for your people, you know? So this process helps me remain connected to the very core of me, which means in a lot of ways it keeps me from acting out when I don't get my way. And in a lot of ways that was people-pleasing. That was either saying what needed to be said so I could receive the accolade or the attention or the comforts or the appreciation or the, the approval Or it meant just going silent so that I didn't receive the adverse reactions like distance and disconnection, people not wanting to talk or people no longer feeling I was a, um, I was like them. And this all stems from just not knowing who you are at the core. So going forward, it is difficult because you're going to feel that all over again. You're going to feel that sense of loneliness, but it's a different kind of loneliness because Like I said, you are no longer left with like pieces of your energy existing out into the world, hoping that someone accepts and loves it. You have it all with you and you love and accept it yourself. And that allows you to grow stronger and show up in your fullness for no other reason than just to be who you are because you don't need the approval of others. What people say doesn't make you or break you anymore, okay? So this... This little quick four-step thing has a really deep attachment to that part of me, but I don't think you have to have that as part of your history in order to benefit from this. But just know if that is something that you've gone through, are going through, trying to heal from the whole nine, 
know that this is my my dedicated practice to getting through that. And the hard part too is a lot of times this happens with the people closest to us that we really want to love and appreciate us for exactly who we are. And because they're so close, they've actually seen the opposite of that. And they're actually going to be the harder, uh, more difficult converts, if you will. And that is just, um, this process helps you move through that growth um, with a persistence and with confidence, but it also keeps you whole in the process. So you, you don't feel like you're putting on the show for them, but you also don't feel like you're letting yourself go. And um, just forgetting to like meet your own needs. There's, there's a healthy balance in there where you are showing up, but you stop before it gets unhealthy. So tough the first couple of cycles, I promise, but it does get better. Okay. Now, as always, I love to hear when you guys go through any of the things I suggest here. Like I said, this is not me saying I've got all the answers. It's just me saying I had a plan. Like this is the way I'm giving it a try. It's worked so far. And if you try it, I'd love to know if it works for you. So my email is in the uh, show notes and you can also um, sign up for my newsletter. Uh, The Starfish newsletter is where I speak about the things I'm going through to heal um, the negative and destructive mental patterns that I've operated from for the majority of my life. And so that is targeted just for getting through things like this. So that will be a link, um, in the show notes as well to sign up for that newsletter. I send something out about once a week. It's just for general encouragement. Usually I would share stuff like this, but this time I decided to turn it into a podcast, but it's really just for me to show you the ways that I am applying the things I've learned in therapy and the, the ways that I'm working through the things um, that I've read about, the, the workbooks, the groups that I've done where we've talked about reprogramming, you know, faulty mindsets and destructive patterns and behaviors. This is kind of where I share the how. A lot of times, like, we know what to do and we're like, how does that look in my life? So in a way, the Starfish newsletter is my mental health rhythm that I just kind of break open for you guys. And if nothing else, you know, maybe you don't fall into any of those categories and you stumbled upon this out of nowhere. I don't see this being a bad way to approach conversations with people in general. The way our world is going right now, a lot has gone to shit and um, a lot has already been there and we're just seeing it. And I think coming home, okay, and just kind of resetting our space deep inside could be the best first step to like going back out and just trying to take back our authenticity, trying to take back peace and compassion and um, trying to restore some kind of love and respect between everybody that's doing this thing called life together. And if that happens to help you, I, I just, that would mean the world. So <laughs> feel free to let me know that too. Um, I encourage you to leave a review if this meant anything to you today and share it with someone if you feel like they need some help getting through moments where they feel they're just completely misunderstood or they're showing up and trying and no one seems to respond the way they want. Um, The more that we stand with each other in these moments of uncertainty and growth, I think the more strong a group and collective will be. And gosh, (laughs) only the powers that be know how badly we need that right now. So I covet your, um, your referrals and your recommendations to those that you love and appreciate and respect. And I just look forward to talking to you guys again real soon. It's been a pleasure to share these thoughts with you. And just remember, I'm forever in your corner.
Take care, guys.